Today's episode of Turning This Car Around is brought to you by Day One. Visit dayoneapp.com to learn more. I'm John Maltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. And I'm Brian. Welcome <laughs> to Turning This Car Around. Wow. Got that in there. We got that in there quick. I wanted to get it out of the way. So yeah. yeah. So now we don't have to speak of it ever again. Exactly. Okay. Done. Sounds good to me. So it's, uh, <laughs> it is the end of August. It's the end of summer. You know what that means? Yeah. That means yesterday I dropped my fifth grader off for her first day of fifth grade. Mattress Whoa. sales. Oh, really? Wow. So, okay. Mattress ours sales. isn't, ours is not until next Wednesday. Ours is not until next Thursday. So tell your kids to suck it. Yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? You guys are in school until like June 30th. So whatever. Yeah. The, um, if we had all the snow days, we would yeah, literally be to, to June 30th. That's correct. So that's a month in my yeah. book, well, my friends. So at the end of, at the, you know, at the start of summer, your kids can tell Bind to suck it. But right now it's still summer in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you commie liberal coastal people <laughs> can just suck it. <laughs> It's true. We can. Mm-hmm. We can and we do. Yeah. All right. We shall suck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that I'm, another I so want to go there, but I'm not yeah, going yeah, to. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We're not, I'm not going to. So not um, do it. What, how do your kids face the back to school? Is it, Are they young <sighs> enough that it's like uh, fear or old enough that it's like excitement or old enough that it's like, ah. Uh, I think excitement for the fifth grader. She was, she got the teacher she wanted and get this. 38 kids in that classroom. Holy shit. That is a lot of kids. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's big even for Utah standards. Apparently the teacher's in high demand. Um, But I don't, you know, it's a public school and uh, I don't think any shenanigans were pulled to get him. But he's, he's a nice guy. He's a young guy. Um, But my daughter was like, I really want him. I really want this teacher. She got him and she had some friends that were in her class last year that followed in this class so she's she was very excited for the first day of school but there was a little bit of a it was clear the attention has shifted so we walked her in uh the xi and uh marlo the five-year-old walked her in but at once we got it kind of in the building it was pretty clear like yeah you can walk me to class and stuff but kind of over this <laughs> Like you oh, guys really? need to go. Yeah. It was you sort can of go like, now? take You're the picture. Dismissed. Yeah. Right. Take the picture. And I got things to do. Oh, you did the picture at school. Yeah. So well, you never do that. I do the picture at the house. Well, I don't want to. Okay. In my circumstance, I don't have that opportunity. So, ah, so you're saying I'm an insensitive clod. That's what you're saying. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of the baseline that we're working with. Here, isn't, it? I mean, isn't that the theme of this show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name of the podcast. <laughs> insensitive clod. I haven't heard that in a long Le- time. Lex is an incense. No, Le- no, he's not. He's wonderful. Lex is wonderful. <laughs> you are actually, you, you're, you're fine. Um, anyway. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, but the five-year-old is terrified. Oh yeah. Well, oh. has her school year started yet or no? It starts next Tuesday. And is this uh kindergarten or first? Kindergarten. So this is a big Ooh. deal for her. This is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, Rightly, she should, should rightly be scared. Oh, yes. She should be scared out of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently there's nap time. So this, our kindergartner, uh, excuse me, our kindergarten. Really? Utah, there's nap time in kindergarten? There is nap time. But the kindergarten here is half day. It's not okay. full day. Right. And uh, when my oldest was five, we paid 
for her to go to a school that was full day. But the school offers an uh, afternoon thing, but they have limited slots. And so you have to kind of move right, quickly right. to get into those. That whole spiel. Mm-hmm. But so that we got in. So I'm stoked about that. Um, and apparently that's actually better than the actual class. Ah, like that's where the real learning happens. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, fun projects and weird stuff and art and yeah. Like that time. Yeah. Po- yeah. Also there's no, you know, like learning, learning where we talk about colors and Spanish words and how to write our names and you know, there's none of that. It's just doing oh, stuff. It's just let's make things and have yeah. fun. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So for us, you know, the kind of like thing, my day, <laughs> the big thing that happens, maybe this happens everywhere. I don't know. I see it obviously here in Jersey, but so the, the letters come out with who your teacher is going to be. And it's immediately, there's all the moms are texting each other. And I don't mean to gender stereotype, but no dad texted me about this at all. And I texted no dad, <laughs> but all the moms are texting each other. Who does yours have? Oh my gosh. I can't believe our kids aren't in the same class. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Our kids are in the same class. Those two things. And Anya, um, who's going to be going into second grade. She's got some kids from her class last year, some kids she knows. So that's good. Like the next door neighbor is going to be in her class again and they get along. So terrific. But then Sierra, you can send letters to the school before the school year starts, before they do the assignment saying, you know, here are some kids my kid knows. Please try to put somebody in. And so there was this group of eight kids. They all sent in those letters and seven of them are in one class and Sierra's in the other class. <laughs> so Sierra knows nobody in her class. So Worst. that happens with the texting first. And this is a new school for her. And um, it'll be her second run through at kindergarten, just like Anya had to do because of where the cutoff ranges are. But um, so what Lauren then does is you go to Facebook and there's this special group for students, for parents of students who go to this school. And then you post and you're like, hey, does anybody else have Mrs. Blobenspiel? That's her legal name. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, so now there's a play date happening right now as we record these words with kids and parents. My wife didn't know, like she knew people who knew the parents. So, you know, they weren't like totally psycho. Mm-hmm. And so they're playing together now out in the backyard so they can know each other before the school year starts. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the power of social media right there. But the Blobenspiel family is a well-known education she, right she's know. a fine educator yeah. there's a history yeah there's a long history of solid educational practice excuse me practices <laughs> you can barely tell that john armstrong is eating through the magic it, yeah right right okay i'm just gonna steak is, is like it's a banana and i'll tell you why it sounds like a full long um, sub from let's, how long let's just long. say this let's just say this between my family and uh everything that's going on in my life this week i um, I'm getting about you insensitive two hours of sleep. Yeah, I, I really, I honestly cannot comment on most of what is happening. However, what I can wow. comment on is that I'm getting about two hours of sleep and um, I have to travel with my oldest over Labor Day on a fun trip. Wow. And so I'm excited hmm. about that. But That part sounds good. But I've got all this other stuff that's just like, <sighs> it's very expensive and painful. Um, I'm and sorry. I'll, I'll drop it there. Just that's it. There um, we go. However, so, so what I'm getting at is food is difficult. If getting the food <laughs> at a normal time is difficult. Well, listen, if there's no, the time so he's, he's, right he's recording, he's recording in a Ruth's Chris steakhouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but what well, is with the Ruth's? I don't get the Ruth's and then the Chris. Nobody just, does. It's nobody, nobody wrong, gets it. Wrong, wrong, Nobody gets it. That apostrophe is just the worst. Nope. It doesn't make any sense. It's like Carl's Jr. But Same it's thing. too late. 
but it's too late to, to fix it. So you're saying at one point it was just the damage. Is, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. At one so. point it was a Ruth. <laughs> were the Blobbenspiels involved with the Ruth yeah. apostrophe? <laughs> Unfortunately, the problem is the people who named the restaurant never went through a Blobbenspiel classroom. Uh, uh, right. Perfect. The Blobbenspiel program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so how does Hank feel about the uh, imp- uh, impending school year? Uh, not great, I'm sure. Um, we Let's get him in here. Yeah, yeah right. No, no, let's not. <laughs> he just got up. Come on. <laughs> It's, he's it's, sleeping and that's a, I think that's part of that's a symptom is he's been, yesterday I woke him up at 9.15 and today he woke up like at 9.10 you're getting closer so I, I mean think you're, you're inching you know, which is like yeah I think he's ba- basically trying to sleep until after school starts so that he won't <laughs> under the theory that he won't have to go to school it's funny, we because just school the, will already have started we just changed the traffic lights here from like 7am to now they're back to 6.40am so we can get into the get up early enough for school mindset Oh, and oh. We, we started timing breakfast too. You get twenty minutes for breakfast now if you're on the bus. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to start that regime because obviously, I mean, the, the, so we had gone to the East Coast and he was getting up early. He was getting up like at six and stuff like that, and now he's he's getting up at nine. <laughs> well, so it's effectively exactly <laughs> the same time. Jet lag is killer. No, no, no. I mean, when he got back, he was getting up at six. Oh, I see. And then he, yeah. So it's not the same. It's not it. at all. It's not at all the same time. And besides, it would have been anyway. It doesn't matter. And what grade is he going into? That part's nice. He's going into fifth grade. He's got a good teacher, so uh, that's good. And he knows some of the people in his class. His best buddy is not in his class, and Damn his best, best buddy was in his class last year. So that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But he does know other people in the class. They have a. Uh, they start in fifth grade. They start doing a thing where they rotate around to different teachers. Oh, interesting. So um, he'll be yeah, taking but... different subjects from different teachers, which should be kind of, <laughs> that should be interesting. Well, when you say so that, that he's works. got a good teacher, how do you know? Uh, just based on conversations we've had with people who've gone through the system and which ones are good and which ones are less good. The one who was a real concern was the one was could have been a teacher this past year and was not. So basically a person who seems like does not like children. <laughs> well, so I was going to say though, if you've got the teacher, if you got assigned to the teacher that you hate, that you, that you have just a, a very bad anti this teacher thing, do, are you the parent? Are you willing to be the parent who goes to school and says, no, my kid's not having this teacher. You've got to change it. I'm willing to be that parent, uh, but I it wouldn't come up <laughs> because my wife it. would be shoving me out of the way to be that parent. Oh, I see. She was, she is, that's the role that she was born to play. So uh, she would be, and she's better at it than I am. So I, I can't remember the teacher's name, but I can remember that there was only one teacher my parents hated in the entire school district. And I got her for fifth grade and my parents freaked out and like went in, went to the, she, she called the principal who's like, well, I'm not going to be in the building this week, but we can talk next week. And she's like, no, I'm coming to your house. And she <laughs> went to his house and she's like, not happening. Get it out of there. And, uh, you're dead to me. And, uh, so I, I didn't have her. I, and as it turned out, I had the, I, th- I think it was sixth grade and I, I ended up getting switched into the best teacher I had. So it worked out well yeah. for me. Did your mom That's good. Uh, rent her her garment in twain 
Was that? I, it's quite <laughs> possible. Okay. I mean, the woman did have a terrible reputation. Not she, excuse me, rend, the, the not rent, rend, rend, yes. rend. Yes, but it was. Correct. But this this woman was like she. It was like you said. She hates children. She was just full of anger. Um, yeah. Just a just a grumpy, bitter, and you could just tell by looking at her that she didn't just hate humans. She didn't just hate children. She hated humans and hated like living. Hated just the whole existence of life. <laughs> and so I was. I didn't know at the time. I didn't know until you know the school year started because I had never seen this teacher before. I'm like, boy, I'm glad I got out of that class. So I, I posted. I recently. Like I said, I went to my parents' house and I got some stuff out of my room. And one of the things was this, this collection of, I guess they're year, sort of like yearbooks, but they're just basically, they're just pictures. Like nobody signed them back then, but there was just pictures of all the kids in the class that you were going to be in, which I think they sent out early in the year and uh, with no names, just the pictures of the kids in the class and the teacher. And it started this conversation. So I posted on Facebook because I, you know, it's still I'm Facebook friends with a bunch of those people still. And they uh, started this conversation about the worst teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to assume is not with us any longer. So I'll go ahead and mention her name. Mrs. Jewel. And she, and it was interesting to, to hear. I mean, I knew (laughs) she, she scared the hell out of me and scared the hell out of a lot of people. And, but you know, literally was, was physical with some of the some of the kids. I mean, some of the kids were saying, "Yeah, she beat me with a ruler, <laughs> man." And and then at the but at the same time, there were some some kids like there was a girl who said, uh, a "Woman who said, uh, she you know, she was a girl when I knew her, <laughs> said that uh, she moved there. She moved there that year, and that she was just super nice to her the whole time, and really like made her feel at home and took care of her and." Wow. So uh, that was interesting because that was a side of her that I never heard before. The warm human side. The warm human side. All I saw was <laughs> the robotic <laughs> destructor. <laughs> now, do you do the whole, um, do your schools do the back to school night where you meet the teachers ahead of time or all that? Our back to school uh, night is tonight. Yes. Ours, uh, is thir- ours is Thursday. And I, uh, recognizing that this your answers may be different by logistics here, but do both parents go? Do you hire a babysitter for back to school night or does you, do you just send one parent? How does it work? Oh, well we all go. Oh, the kid goes yeah, too. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a, a barbecue. It's a barbecue. Wow. Also, oh, it's not so, even in the, you don't go into the classroom or anything. The classrooms are open and the teachers are in the classrooms. Uh, I think they go, I assume they, they eat at no some food. point, but they, yeah, they, I assume they eat at some point, but the teachers usually <laughs> hang out in the classrooms and the kids can go in to see the teacher meet them. They used to do a thing here where they would announce the teachers for next year at the very end, the very last day of school. Mm-hmm. And they stopped doing that and I, they started sending it out, I believe. They, yeah. Because, because I think there was maybe some incidents <laughs> of, yeah, well. of, you know, like last day of school and parents are charging into the office, like complaining. Yeah. yeah. Going to be slightly, slightly disruptive to the last day of school, I would imagine. Well, uh, I think that that's a universal thing that's happening. I, in my anecdotal data gathering across the country, um, the Eastern Seaboard friends I have all say that that's what's happening is that they get their teacher notification, like who's going to be teaching your kids this year. They get that like three days before the first day of school. And usually that's a weekend also. Yeah. So that, that happened, that happened with us last year, but this year they actually sent it out just like a week or two after school ended. Yeah. We, we just got ours within the past week or so. And how did that oh, go? Right, yeah. Huh. 
I mean, that was that was when it, it triggered that all was the, the drama. texts in the Facebook yeah. and mm-hmm. everything else, mm-hmm. figuring stuff out. But so, how does your uh, uh, back to school night go, Mister Armstrong? So this year, where the both girls are going to the same school, so we will go. You know, well, right now the, the girls are with their mother, so I will meet them at school, and we will we will both. So I'm guessing there'll be a tag team situation or we'll all go together all the time or, I, you know, a 10 year old will probably be like, Hey, see ya. I'm out of here and just go do stuff with whatever. Like she'll go find friends. But, um, it's really more critical for the five-year-old, I think, to sort of right. ease her into school. I'm really jealous of these setups though. So like we have one thing similar, like there's one day where Sierra will get to go and see the school. And I think they even do like a, a short bus ride. So they can get used to the bus because it'll be all their first times doing that. But the back to school night thing where the parents meet the teachers, no kids are allowed and it's separate. And so, and there's there, even though both girls are going to the same school building, it's technically two different districts because New Jersey is stupid. And <laughs> what? so wait, it, wait, it that's wait, weird. Wait. It's overflow. It's like there are too many, they, they just switched to full day kindergarten for the first time. So many, many rich Jersey parents have been sending their kids to private kindergarten so they could get mm-hmm. the full day. Mm-hmm. And now that the school's opening it, everybody wanted to send their kids to public school. So now there's way more kids than they were expecting. So there's, there's building crossover. They're using available classrooms at one district for the other thing. Okay. And so it's, there's crossover. Do your research and, people do your research. Yeah. And so <laughs> even though they're both going to be in the same building, they have two different back to school nights. And of course, Liam has his back to school night and it's, it doesn't involve the kids. So there's three different nights where we have to do these things. And so that means we have to get babysitters each time or one parent can't go. And I'm like, Lauren's going to be the crazy PTA mom. And she's already on the board of the one PTA and she's volunteering in the other school district's PTA. And I'm like, well, I was still, I want to, I know that you have to go cause you're a PTA person, but I want to meet the people who I'm, you know, trusting my kids with. So, it's expensive to send the kids back to school because I got to hire babysitters for each one of these back to school nights. I hate it. I think that's a new development too. the, that as a father being involved with back to school means that it's different. Like my dad, I don't think they, he went ever or one, one parent took us from what I remember. I don't remember ever remember both parents being a back to school. Yeah. And I think most of the time it was my mom, but my, my, um, my, like yesterday, yeah, I wanted to, you know, see my fifth grader at her first day of school. But for me, it was more important to actually meet the teacher because I hadn't met him yet. And, um, and yes, I know there's back to school to meet the teacher, but I wanted the non-chaotic one-on-one quiet time introduction. Sure. And I mean, I recall that my, both parents did go to some of these things, um, when I was growing up, but certainly it was more my mom than my dad. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's frustrating to me that it's, you know, that now we're different, right? No, these are just different modern hippie dads who care about what their kids are doing. Like, I don't get it. Why wouldn't we care? It seems silly. Well, this is a generational thing, I think too. I guess so. Yeah. I don't remember my dad going, but I, uh, I kind of vaguely remember him going to one or two things, but it, yeah, it was. My dad would go, okay, my dad would go to a back to school, uh, or excuse me, that there was like an, there was the first day or second day thing. And then there was a later one, which is kind of like a few weeks after school started. They didn't call it back to school. They had another name for it. It wasn't parent teacher. There was some other name and, um, both parents would go to that, but not the, not the first day thing or the second day thing. Your life is over. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the quiet doom that the quiet doom that awaits us all. I I do I, I don't mean at all for this to be like proud parent bragging moment. But what I like about the conferences that we've had to date, you know, when it's just the regularly scheduled parent conferences come in, so far we've only had good things said to us. Like we I don't know if it's because the kids are young or the kids are well behaved or what, but every time we go, it's like, oh, we wish all the kids in the class were like Anya or Sierra or Liam. Like they're so great and they're so respectful and well behaved. <laughs> and I'm I don't think that it's a not like that molds kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do you have you had the the more difficult conference moment yet? Because I, I just I, I'm expecting it has to happen at some point, and I want to know like, do you feel as horrible as I would expect to feel? Uh, uh, let me think let's just say this. that our conferences have not necessarily gone that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, well, all of them, not all of them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, some good, some less good. I. Th- I think one of the challenges that uh, I've faced as a co-parent is communication with the other parent in um, we, there was a change up mid year last year in terms of uh, how our child, our after school childcare was, was going. And um, I understood things to be happening a certain way and they were not. And so when the girls would come to my house, uh, Lita's homework had been, completed but was not checked and so uh yeah so anyway once i understood that we started cracking the whip and it got better but that 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 uh teacher conference was not good yeah so i I, because that's where i discovered like, like wait a minute you said her homework was done and in my mind done means like done and checked right and it was just a miscommunication it wasn't you know and so uh, I, you know, I don't know if other listeners have this situation, but um, communication is key in the homework area because, you know, it's already awful enough. You don't want to miscommunicate with your, with the, right. the other parent. Well, I want to talk more about homework and communication, but I want to first do something else. Can you guess what it is? Yes. <laughs> I, I think Mr. Yeah, we've been doing this a while now, Alex. Mr. Maltz wins on that one. Maltz, you can, can take it away. I'm going to hope uh, that it's a, a little something about a wonderful app called Day One. You are absolutely Am right. Am I right? You are oh, right. Yes. Talk what did I win? Yes. You did I win the copy of Day One that I already own? Yes. Good. Because I love Day One. Tell me about it. Day One is a journaling app for really anything. It is a journaling app for writing down your thoughts. It is a journaling app for recording voice memos. It is a journaling app for taking pictures and annotating those pictures, notating those pictures. And it stores everything in a calendar that you can, so you can view everything by day. And it will also geotag and keep a number of other tags so that you can keep track of a whole bunch of data associated with your posts. And it is available on the iPhone, the iPad, and the Mac. And you should run out and get all three right now. And the best thing is you don't even have to run out. You can just go to the app store. (laughs) I think you should go outside, though, to do it. Just take your laptop. Just stand on your porch so you're still connected to your Wi-Fi (laughs) and get all three of them. Take your your phone and your iPad and your laptop out. And pants. You should also wear pants during the... I'm, I'm not so strict on the pants, but... All right. 
really what I want you to do is go out on your porch and buy day one on all three platforms. I, uh, I recently counseled a friend to get day one because he was, uh, he was going on a family vacation and they were going to do some, they had a couple different destinations and I had this buddy of mine, uh, Craig who got the app and used it to snap all the, cause he was worried about, you know, how am I going to know where each of the photos were and how am I going to keep track of all that? I'm like, well, the, the photos are going to be geotagged no matter what, but you do it in day one, you can quickly add what's effectively, you know, like a caption or here's what we're doing this day or whatever. And it's going to tell you, you know, the date and where, and it's going to be all beautiful. And then you'll be able to share it easily. And he was like, all right, I'm going to trust you on this. And he did. And then he was posting these updates, linking to the, you know, you can generate a little standalone web page with day one for, for a specific moment. So he was generating those and sending them out. So, uh, yet another day one convert. Good it's actually you. pretty, that's the, that's the great thing. But it's actually pretty easy. Yeah. yeah you it's, know. Not a, it's not a hard sell. And everybody that I've talked to that starts using it likes using it. Exactly. It's an award-winning app also. Apple. Yeah. I mean, we joke, we joke about this whole situation, but I mean, one of the reasons that they're still an advertiser and that we still gush over them is because we really do like the app. Yeah. It's a good thing that, you know, like our first advertiser wasn't something really lousy. Right. Wow. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by like mouth sores. Blobenstein <laughs> Scantron testing. Mouth sores are really good for keeping away strangers you don't want to talk to. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, day one is great. It syncs perfectly, like John was saying. So if you don't have day one, I don't know what your problem is. You should fix it. We think less of you for not having it. Um, Constantly judging you. So go to day one app. Dot com and grab it please but so uh homework god my uh i'm <laughs> just a smart kid no two ways about it she's smart she's good at the stuff a lot of school feels like we're wasting her time a bit because she's like hey how come they never teach me anything i don't already know at school <laughs> it's good times but she'll come <laughs> home with homework and uh you know the homework that's supposed to take her i don't know 10 minutes She'll spend a half an hour on not oh, because yeah. it's hard and not because not even because some, some of it's because she'll just very easily get distracted by whatever else is happening in the house, but then just, you know, just not doing it, just kind of sitting and not even being distracted, but just thinking about it and contemplating and not doing. And I hate that. I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. Hank will do the same thing. I mean, for a kid who really can't stand doing homework, he sits and does it for a ridiculous amount of time. And for, he still does this occasionally, but for a long time he wanted to, and it was nice because he wanted to learn cursive. He was trying to do everything in cursive, but it took him so long to write <laughs> everything. It's just like, can I help him with this homework? It's just like, oh my God, just write it regular. You're driving me crazy. Um, yeah. I, I started timing things because what was happening is the complaining was taking longer than the homework. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm timing this conversation starting now. And you know, I think we the longest was 15 minutes of whining about homework. I said, okay, I'm, I'm stopping the clock. We've just spent 15 minutes. You could be done with everything by now. It's not that hard. What you have to do here is not more than 15 minutes. Right. And, and she didn't believe that. And I said, okay, I'm now going to time your homework. Go. You know, and so she did it. And it was like 12 minutes. And and that included the check time for me to look it over, check it and say, are you sure about this one? What about that? And because um, then when she's in go mode, she goes, but she she needs to kind of go back and check her own work. And I'm, yeah. that's this year. That's this year is going to be the 
part yeah, of your homework. I think homework. we got to start. We got to start doing that too. And so that checking, you had that checking your work conversation before the break, and I was thinking, I'm conflicted there. Like I agree that you should look it over as the parent and know what the homework says, but we've uh, the teachers have so far been advising us, you know, don't correct their homework for them. We want to know what the mistakes there are that they're making, so we can teach them. But I'm like, well, what if I see the mistake and I can teach them? And they're like, well, we don't want you to teach your children. <laughs> Don't take just my job away. Just stay out of here, yeah, right? I, I, this I, is a blobenspiel initiative. <laughs> I don't do the correction. I don't say, here's the work. Here's done. Here's what it is. I say, you need to look at this one and you need to look at this one. And you need yeah. to look at that one. You know, and, yeah. they're, and they're different things. Like the one's a math problem. One's like a spelling thing or a word challenge thing or something. And then the other one's like a geography. Yeah. So it's it's less about here's the right answer than it is about just go back and check your work over. Gotcha. No, that's smart. Like here's the closest. Well, here's, here's where a challenge I had recently. My kids two of the, the girls are taking piano lessons. I'm a, a, a decent piano player, although I don't read music. You know, the piano that I play, I, I figured out by ear and I know all the notes. I know the chords. I can read music like individually, but I read music the way like, you know, a three-year-old or a four-year-old can sound out cat. I have to look at it line by line and figure out what it is. And I'm, I can't read music well. So I was helping Sierra with her written piano homework and she had a color and, you know, all the things where it had the C note marked color in one color and where the D note marked color in another color. And I understood what she was supposed to do and I understood what the notes were and I knew how the, and it was also like the trees were going to be green and the trunk was going to be brown like it wasn't really hard to figure this out but I didn't know how to show her without simply telling her the answer and so I had to wait till Lauren came home especially because Lauren's also a teacher I'm like I don't know how to help her with his homework without simply giving it away and uh that that was a struggle for me like you want to help but you don't want to do it for them right, right. and uh it ended up that I just had Lauren show her instead okay I have to ask both of you do you think the, uh, and maybe this isn't a, a man thing, but I have seen this more with men than with women that, um, the fix it, like we just need to get this fixed right now. We're going to fix it and move on the, and maybe you guys aren't like that either. So f- when you're faced with a situation where you only see the way through it as sort of doing it for them and kind of you know, in effect, fixing it, um, is, do you feel like a drive to, to, you know, like, like she seemed to be contemplative, like, Ooh, I, you know, that's going to be just showing her how to do it. Right. But I think in my day, my dad was like, no, here's the answer. And then (laughs) that was it. Like, you know, he'd walk away. Uh, but later he would sort of work me through it, like algebra or whatever. But, um, it was still sort of like, just, you know, I don't know. And maybe it's not a guy thing. Maybe it's generational too. But, um, I found myself having to really bite my tongue with the homework. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple instances where, and I'm sure this is only going to get worse. I knew what the answer was, but I couldn't explain. (laughs) 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 I couldn't explain why that was the answer. It just is. I mean, very, you know, and this is over like three, the past three years, I would say maybe twice. Um, and so, and because, you know, and because he doesn't want to do the homework, he's getting agitated and everything, you know, and I'm like, let's just put this down. <laughs> We're going to all walk away, yeah, yeah, right, right. And, back away. <laughs> and I know that's not the right thing to do, but in, in a way it is the right thing to do because 
we're not going to, I mean, I'm not going to get anywhere. I mean, maybe the better thing to do is just let him like make a mistake, I guess, or leave it blank. And, but there's a, there is definitely a compulsion to not leave anything blank, mm-hmm. even though that might be the better thing to do because then the teacher would know. Right. Look, I worked at this. Yeah. Or, or yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know. I don't, don't know this part. And so I need help on this. Oh, geez. Again. <laughs> phone i'm gonna have to i'm terrible with phone technology i'm pretty good with computers but i can't figure out like a you know like a landline handset for this to save my life well the software is terrible i mean first of yes all, and i think that's i think that's got a lot to, a lot to I do mean, with it we're stuck in 1994 with the software and those things yeah yeah <laughs> it sounds you know what it sounds like it's like a police scanner situation <laughs> maybe it, maybe okay? that's maybe that's what i don't understand Maybe police. I'm actually getting the police scanner. It's bleeding into my phone system. That's part of, maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just I'm thinking about your question. I don't know. I, I struggle with I struggle with if I know the answer and if I feel like they should be able to figure out the answer, and you don't want to do it for them and you don't want to give it away. Like I, it gets very difficult for me. I, I don't think I'm alone. I think it's probably difficult for a lot of people, but. You know, it, it starts to stress me out. And it's like, you know, if, you know, sometimes that work is, is stupid. It's you know, here's, here's a yes. word and the letters are mixed up. Figure out what it is. And it says like bra strary. And it's like, what fruit can you rearrange these letters to get? And I was like, this is impossible. I cannot solve this. And I'm like, no, you really can. Do you see any letters that go together? And it's like, I don't know. How do you tell the, how do you help them with it? Like, I don't want to give it away. It's I don't strawberry. Okay. Yes, and that's, my brain is just, it's a fucking strawberry. It's all I want to say. And mm-hmm. uh, you can't. In Jersey, that's allowed, right? In the homework, you can actually drop an F-bomb into the homework. Oh yeah. It's encouraged. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Right. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't want it to be ostracized when they grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Don't want him to be a fucking pariah, do you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, children, today's lesson is motherfucking long division. Uh, Okay. So we all agree that homework sucks. And the worst. We're not looking forward to it. No, I'm not looking forward to that starting back up again at all. I'm jealous of homeschoolers and I wish we homeschooled. But my wife is my my wife hasn't ruled it out forever. But she's like, I'm not ready now. Uh, no, I can't imagine ever, with that many children. I cannot imagine that that would be it. Like one kid, I can see. Two, maybe, but three, no way, man, no way. See, I don't think it makes it three times as hard. I think once you have it, like especially because you know the younger ones, you can eventually use the older curriculum or whatever you have. <laughs> Okay, sure. And it's not like you don't have to do three eight-hour days, right? The whole point is, or one of the many advantages of homeschooling, as I see it, is since it's directed attention, you know, you can get the whole school day done in two hours or maybe even fewer. Yeah, but you're you're missing the social stuff about don't, you know, pinch, kick, or hit. Right. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the big knock against it, right? As you worry about, are they getting enough socialization? But right. I feel like, I don't know if they're still doing cheerleading or uh, drama club or whatever the hell else. And they're getting other chances to see kids. Like that's the fear though, right? You don't want to make weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the, one of the problems with they're inappropriately using the F-bomb mm-hmm. or, not using, it or enough. not using it enough or not using it enough in the case of New Jersey. No, uh, when I was growing up, 
the only homeschoolers were the polygamists and like the super freaks. Like that was it. So <laughs> I love their first album, by the way, the polygamists and super freaks. Yeah. It's great. It's a Randy seminal polygamists. funk album. I mean, it's really <laughs> <laughs> white funk, funk has, has never seminal sounded funk better. Album. Did you write that down? Um, yeah, I did. I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't know about the second E or not, if it's an E or an I, but whatever. Um, <laughs> It's an eye. Okay. It's an eye. No, I know. I know what it is. I'm saying in terms oh, of I the see. title, you know, the, funk yeah. tends to, you know, do things with language. I understand. And there's some spellings. Oh, okay. But, but you so, so you're saying it was only the weirdos who did the homeschooling, though. Right. That's your point. Right. They, they, yeah. And um, in my experience, that's that's been everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all, all homeschoolers are weirdos. Gonna get some reader mail. Yeah. Um, so I have, there's a girl. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody who homeschools. I, I have, I, Probably because yeah. their kids are at home and they I, so I don't, I <laughs> don't meet them, them because, yeah, because most of the people that I meet are my kids, friends and their parents. Yeah. I was going to say that the last girl I dated before I met the woman who became my wife, uh, now has they lived in Boston. She had uh, a couple of kids that she bore and a couple of kids that she adopted. And the family is now, I believe, uh, six kids strong. It might be five kids strong. One of those wow. who can who can count at that point. And she's Mormon. And she, um, they decided let's let's get a farm. And she like she comes from Los Angeles. Like she has no experience here. But now they have like goats and uh, wow. ducks and chickens and a guns. Horse. No, uh, well they might have <laughs> guns. I don't know about them. She's got a horse. Um, but so she's been homeschooling for a couple of years. Like she didn't put her kids in preschool, and she wasn't thinking about homeschooling. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to skip kindergarten too. Like they don't need it. It's not legally required here. And then she's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to teach them at home. And so she's been doing these homeschooling and like her their ritual was like well guys you're gonna have to do some homework in the car while we go between things today and you know today's assignment is let's uh you know let's make sure the chickens are well fed or whatever and that's like <laughs> that's that's definitely one side of the homeschool craziness spectrum I, wanna, I and what i want to really do is not just have my three kids i want to have you know a couple families where we do a collective and maybe even the the, the parents switch off a little bit um, in terms of who teaches what, like I would teach the English or writing or whatever. Sure. And then Lauren could do the math and then some other parent could do, I don't know, history that I don't give a shit about. And, and <laughs> like, then you can get a group of kids. So there's more, I don't know. I have this grand vision so that my kids won't get killed at school and uh, deal so with an, another, teachers. another parent. So you are thinking of becoming a polygamist. <laughs> It would be from a different family. <laughs> or a polyamorous homeschooler. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm not Glenn Fleischman. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, you know, if you're out on a farm, it makes sense. You're far away. It's a pain in the ass. Get your kids up at 5 billion o'clock to go get them to a school somewhere. No, just homeschool. That, that makes sense to me. If, you, if you're in a remote location, homeschooling right. is fine. You, I mean, if you don't do it, you're, you're not a good person, I think. You know, you're not a good parent. <laughs> Um, hillbillies in the Ozarks, but um, I, I'm, that was terrible. I'm, I take that all back. <laughs> I don't know any hillbillies from the Ozarks. And that was really just insane. And you're not going to meet any with that attitude. No, I'm not. No, but um, you know, the, in Utah, there was a at one point an, an agrarian community, and those farms were difficult to get to, and so there was a lot of homeschooling. But that kind of started to change in the 60s in uh, 
in northern Utah. And so it's just not the same now as it was then. But, you know, like if there's some remote spots uh, in northwestern Utah where there's not a lot of people, there's a lot of land and it's mostly uh, grazing and farmland. And so those those communities are, if you can call them that, villages really, people live for, you know, 30 miles away from the nearest town. And that's ridiculous to, you know, yeah. take your kids in there. So homeschooling makes a great deal of sense. What you're describing, Lex, is something that I think is called a school, you say collective, but I would say a school district um, or a <laughs> school school where a group of people have bonded together to find teachers who are experts in a field and present that to a group of children. <laughs> um, See, what I'm saying is putting them in, like, Anya spent last year wasting her time in first grade. Like the, they had a fake on her report card, what her reading level was, because you're not allowed to put a reading level higher than X on the first report card. So they had to say, okay, she's X and then put a post-it note, literally a post-it note on the report that says she's actually, you know, reading at second grade level. And then by the end of the school year, it's like, oh, she's reading at fourth grade, but the max we can put is first grade. And it's like, what is the point of this nonsense? And I'm saying, I, it's not fair to say to the school, you need to accommodate my kids every need. And they've got, you know, you said 30, 170, 38 kids, your kids. Yeah. that's a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And how can they, they can't give everybody equal attention. Right. And so wow. I don't know. I, uh, I just, I want that kind of narrower attention. I want to have like super geniuses, but again, the, the weirdo factor is definitely something to be worried about. Well, okay. If you start the, the Blobenstein Academy, <laughs> spiel, 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 Blobenspiel. You could probably have to change it to Steen. There might be some copyright issues. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you start that. Blobenspiel, it's also the name of the instrument that they play. Because I, I registered the URL while, while we were recording this show. <laughs> <laughs> so the, what is called the Academy for short. short. We'll, we'll, we can quibble over branding <laughs> and naming academy. later. But if you start the Academy, Lex, you're, you're, yes. you're essentially starting a free private school. So why not just go all the way and just go, look, private school, 10 kids, max, maximum. And, you know, maybe you don't charge like the private school tuition rates, but maybe, you know, it's like, maybe you kind of had a middleman. Maybe you're like the, you know, you're like, you're not the fancy pants grocery store schooling. You're the like mid-level grocery store. You're not 7-Eleven, but you're, you know, like, that's a terrible analogy. I don't know what the right analogy is, but point is you're, you're kind of a mid-grade private academy. That's well, the name. That's the name right there. Mid-grade. Mid-grade and that's, that's what the kids get too. Yeah. Um, but I guess... For geniuses. You know, <laughs> the, the, Your child's I, smart. We aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Your child will teach us. And the reason is because I don't, I don't, I'm not looking to profit here. I just want to sure. give my kids the best education. But I get it. Your point's valid. It's well taken. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I hate the idea of knowing... Uh, what we're doing is the easy thing, right? The easy thing is to send your kids to school and to just whatever happens, happens. But I, I feel confident that, and I, I want to be clear, like in case their their teachers listen to the show, like they're good people working at the school and they're trying and they're doing their best, but they've got this common core they have to teach to. They have report cards that have no relevance to what I think a report card should have. They can't cater to special needs on any end of that spectrum Mm -hmm. uh, in, in any direction. And it's like they're, it's, it's not, 
it's not an education that I can be proud of. Like I'm so glad. And the schools here are good. Um, and it's, but it's, you know, it's, I, I don't feel like I'm doing the best thing possible for them. I don't know that it's possible to do the best thing possible for them. I don't know that I could afford it, but like, I want them to have, I want them to have what you're describing. I want them to go to the mid grade private Academy for geniuses where your kid, your child is smart and we are um, and get that catered education, but I can't, I can't do it. Well, I would, I would argue this, that rather than look at an individual school at this age, at the grade school age, and, and probably even middle school and possibly even high school that really it's not the education isn't done until they walk out of whatever the final institution is going to be. So if that's high school, then the high school should be a great high school. Right. And you should be proud of that. Or if it's university, if it's, you know that, right? If um, it's prison, the prison should be. <laughs> right, the prison needs to be mid-grade and good. For mid-grade prison. That is yeah. the school. The school is prison. <laughs> oh, a prison to hear, theme. To hear my son talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, he wrote, so last year, one of the, they had to write a theme, you know, like a little, like a little thing. And he wrote, he wrote a, uh, how he, um, basically a, a treatise to, uh, to President Obama said, talking about how homework should be banned. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Which I, you know, I like found out later, like looking, flipping through his, his composition book. And I see this thing like, dear President Obama. <laughs> hey, he's got the right idea. Yeah. He knows where to go. <laughs> I wonder where the Obama. Yeah, I wonder where the yeah, right. Lobenspiel Academy is gonna. I just really does Obama it's, has he it's weighed in to get to get disappointment in Obama out of, out of your system early? Barack Obamaenspiel. <laughs> Terrible. I have a totally unrelated thing to mention to you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For no point other than I just want to. I as it's been happening, I keep wanting to tell you both about it. But Liam is really good at you know. Uh, but he's been working really hard at not needing a pull up anymore uh, in bed at night. Nice. And so he's totally potty trained by day, but he's trying to learn not to pee in his sleep. And for a while we had him just sleeping in underwear, but it was, uh, you know, a, a 30% failure rate was getting to be a bit much for Lauren, especially because she was handling the sheet laundering mm-hmm. and she kind of was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, let's, let's go back to sleeping in the pull up, but we're still going to try to keep it dry. And so every night when I go to bed, uh, I take sleepy Liam out of his bed and uh, put him in front of the toilet there and stand him up and have him pee in his sleep. And it's really funny because he like, can't even hold himself up. But I call it the sleepy pee-pee. And so now, every time he goes to the bathroom by day, he's like, I'm doing a wakey pee-pee. Because <laughs> I tell him all about the sleepy pee-pee from the night before and how he's, he's asked us if we'll make a video so he can see himself being so sleepy when he does the sleepy pee-pee. And it, it feels a little bit creepy to film the sleepy pee-pee. The creepy sleepy pee-pee. Exactly. <laughs> so I really, I guess what I'm asking is, is it okay with you guys if I make a video of this? Am I totally inappropriate to film my... I wouldn't post it on the internet, but is it, is it totally inappropriate to film your son's sleepy pee-pee? It's weird. That's just too weird. Okay. I wouldn't do it. it. I'm not doing it. Thank you. Thank you for the ruling. <laughs> and Le- Lex's journey to becoming less of an insensitive pod continues. <laughs> 